Welcome to the In Your 20s podcast, where we figure out what the we're doing in our 20s. Hello! What's up, guys? My name is Tina with an H, and welcome back to another episode of the In Your 20s podcast. Today, I am recording a solo episode. It's just going to be me and you, because I'm in one of those moods where I don't feel like talking to anyone. Like, I don't want anyone to text me call me, FaceTime me, none of it. I am getting into my little like hermit crap stage, which I feel I get into these feelings and like in my bag probably once every like two weeks and I just want to be by myself. So that's how I'm feeling right now. So I just wanted to come on here and talk to you guys. We've got a great episode or I mean, in my opinion, I think all the episodes are great, but to each is their own. We are touching on a bunch of different topics like living in the moment, uh, the art of self-sabotaging, and taking risks because, guys, I finally did it. I finally slid into this guy's DMs that I've been trying to for, I don't want to say six months because I think that'd be an over-exaggeration, but it feels like that long, especially being in COVID. So yeah, I'm very excited. I also want to make note that I actually recorded this episode earlier, yesterday. Today's Tuesday, and this episode's coming out on Wednesday. The only reason why I'm re-recording this episode is because as I was editing, I heard this beeping in the background. And I was like, what in the hell is that beeping? Like the fire alarm did not go off. This is exactly what I said in my head. The fire alarm didn't go off. And then it was like that mic drop moment. I was like, the fire alarm didn't go off because it's beeping. So I took down the fire alarm because it's like dying. It needs new batteries. And now I'm re-recording this. Uh, sometimes when I'm doing these episodes, I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to come on, say how I feel and be done with it. Today, I decided to prepare just a tad bit more. Not a lot, but I think... Now the episode will be a bit more structured. So it's going to be really good. As always, I usually when we have these episodes, I start off by asking a guest, what is one thing that they've learned in their 20s? I'm going to tell you guys something that I've recently learned that I think everyone on this entire planet has known about. And even I've known about it, but it's just sinking in now. And that is the fact that we cannot compare ourselves to others. Having this podcast it's amazing. Like, I love it. It's literally my firstborn child. But I can't help but look at what other podcasters are doing that started around the same time as me, or what podcasters who have been in the game for five years are doing, and what some people who obviously have a bigger audience than me, how they're in podcasting right now, and they're doing the damn thing and being amazing at it. And what I've come to realize is that we are all on our own different paths. If you're passionate about something, it's going to stick. Now, with this podcast, I'm not doing it for clout. I'm not doing it to just like have a podcast to have a podcast, or I'm doing it because I hope to one day make it big. I mean, that'd be nice to make it big, but that's not the end goal. The end goal is because I realize that my friends and I have no idea what we're doing in this decade of our lives. And what better way than to be able to bring on my other friends and even 
people that I'm meeting for the first time through this podcast, because I know that there are some people out there that don't have an older sibling or someone that they can go to to talk about these things. And that's what I want this show to be about, what this podcast is. So if there's any way that I can do that, I'm content, I'm happy. It's definitely in my bag a little bit comparing myself and the show, but I'm very confident in the show. And you guys, I've been getting such great reviews from it, which <laughs> little shameless plug, if you guys want to leave a review or a rate on Apple Podcasts, I will definitely appreciate it. I will literally like give you a virtual smooch because no smooches in COVID. No, no, not today. But yeah, I'd really appreciate it, guys. And don't, do not compare yourself. And if you are thinking about it, reach out to me and I will tell you exactly why. To start things off, I do want to talk about living in the moment. I used to be very good at this. I like even going to concerts. Over time, I stopped having my phone out for every song because I was like, dude, I know there's someone out there who's going to post this entire show on YouTube. Like, why waste my, first of all, phone storage? Second of all, my battery. Third of all, why would I want to see a concert and my favorite human beings ever through my phone screen when they're literally less than like 20 feet away from me? Like, what? Living in the moment is so important. Everyone says it. But I will say that it is 1,000% harder now that we are in COVID. Because in COVID, all, all we're doing is looking to the future, for the future. I was on Twitter and I saw this post, this tweet. Whoa, this post, this tweet. Ooh. I saw this tweet on Twitter and it said, LOL, remember when we thought that we were all going to be back to normal and at our jobs and having fun by Memorial Day weekend? And now it's freaking August. At this point, it's going to be Labor Day weekend. And maybe it's probably going to be Labor Day weekend, Arbor Day. I don't even know when that is. Halloween, which is my favorite holiday. Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, New Year's Day. It's probably going to be freaking Valentine's Day. And we're not going to be back to normal, at least in the United States, because there's just been a huge resurgence in cases. And I think also deaths. Do not quote me on that. Definitely do your research because I am not the one <laughs> to, this is not a news podcast, guys. But yeah, it's so hard to live in the moment because we're just thinking of the future. The reason why I'm saying it's important to live in the moment is because in a couple years, not a couple, about probably in 20 years, our children, if you decide to have kids, they're going to be asking us what we did during this pandemic. They're going to say, what was it like? How whack would it be for you to just say, oh, I was just counting down the days so I could go outside again? Like, what? No. Just tell them how it is. Take things day by day. And now I'm not saying you have to pick up a guitar and learn a new song. I say this because I am like making direct eye contact with my guitar. Yes, I am making eye contact with my guitar. Uh, but I'm just saying that the days are keep passing us by. It's already August 2020, which everyone thought was going to be the dopest year of our lives. And it's starting out to be kind of a shit show. But it doesn't mean that it has to be like the worst year. We can learn from this. We can grow from this. If that means that you found your favorite film of all time because you were just binging on Netflix, that is something cool. And that's something that you can enjoy and tell your, tell 
I don't know, even the younger generations about in the long term. But make sure that you're just trying to live in the moment. Now, speaking of living in the moment, I know you guys have all been waiting for this. Last week, I said I was going to try and slide into DMs, and I fucking did it. <laughs> the amount of times I sing on this uh, podcast, you guys are probably like, what the heck? But this, I, this is how I talk all the time. I slid into this guy's DMs. I said, screw it. I'm going to shoot my shot and do it. Now, a little backstory. I matched with him on Bumble back at least February, maybe March, early March. And if you don't know how the dating app Bumble works, usually the girl has to, once you guys match, the girl has to send a message first within 24 hours. If the girl doesn't send the message within 24 hours, the match disappears. Once the girl message the messages the person, I'm also talking like heterosexual terms for the purpose of this. Once the girl messages within 24 hours, then the guy has 24 hours to respond. Now, if you do not have your notifications on, like me, you nine times out of 10 are going to miss some really great matches because I think a majority of people just don't have their dating app notifications on. But I, for some reason, was able to find this guy. We matched. I reached out to him. I don't even remember what I said. And then I did not get a response back. So I was like, you know what? I'm a little upset about this. I feel like this could have been a really great match, but it's fine. I was like, I'm going to take things with a grain of salt and get over it. Build a bridge and get over it. Few days pass after, you know, the match expires. And I see that I have a new follower on Instagram. And it's this guy. When I tell you. I was like, there is a God. I literally was like, oh my gosh. This, I was like, oh my gosh, it's fate. We are meant to be together because you guys know me. I am so overdramatic and I immediately start creating scenarios in my head. Once he follows me on Instagram and I follow him back, I think, or at least I was hoping that he was going to slide in my DMs. Things that he did not slide into my DMs. I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just scope out his Insta, like make sure I see his like stories, do all that kind of stuff. Just to get like what his vibe is on social media. He is a woke fucking king, guys. Like this does not happen to me. I always go for the wrong people. So for me to be like, what the heck? He's smart and educated and cares about people. He's empathetic. What? Complete shock. I know this sounds like basic things that everyone should look for in a partner, but if you see my type and what I've gone through with dating, you would understand that this is a really big fucking deal for me. Finally, he was never sliding. He was liking my pictures every so often when I would post, but nothing was coming out of it. Slid into his DMs back in June, and I just said, Hey, I really appreciate your stories. They're super educational. Um, thank you for doing all of this because I'm learning a lot from it. Super kind, wasn't a complete over the top, you know, slide into the, into the DMs. But since I hadn't responded to a specific story and instead just reached out off the cuff, thought he'd pick up the hint. Things he did not, yet again, pick up on the hint. He just said thanks and left it at that. Now I'm getting a little frustrated because I'm like, dude. How many signs do I have to send you? 
finally, it was what? Two no, it was this past week. I don't know why I said two weeks ago. I was like, screw it. I'm sending him a DM. I'm giving him my number and let's hope he takes it. I quote, I said these exact words. Hey, this is so straightforward and let's be honest, so out of the blue, but I was wondering if you'd want to hang out sometime. If you do, here's my number. Y'all, I should play basketball because I shoot my shot and I scored. It was literally a three-pointer off the rim, alley-oop. I don't even know any other basketball terms, but I fucking did it. And now I wouldn't say we're talking. We're definitely like getting a feel for each other. It's super casual because obviously with COVID, like you can't really hang out with people and see them as often. I just got COVID tested and I'm waiting for my results back. So hopefully once I get them back, I'll have a nice social distance date with him. But I want to let you guys know that a part of living in the moment is to say screw it sometimes and just go for it because when else are you going to do it? I was very successful. Story is pending. Hopefully I will be able to give you guys more details and stuff like that next week. Now, on to the art of self-sabotaging. We all do it. It's totally fine. Gets the best of us. I actually put up some polls on the In Your 20s Instagram account. So if you guys are not following it, literally go onto your app right now, your Insta app, and type in In Your 20s. That's 20s with a Y-S, no spaces, and follow the podcast account because every Sunday I put out polls called like Sunday scaries. And with that, I just basically asking your opinion on a variety of different topics. So that way you can answer and you can also get a perspective of what other 20 somethings think and see if you are similar to your peers or who knows, maybe you're not. So this week I asked a bunch of questions related to self-sabotage and honestly, like The results were pretty interesting. I'm not going to lie. I like them all, though. I will say that. I'm going to go through some of the questions that I asked and tell you guys the results. I did ask a few questions about how you guys are feeling, especially knowing there are more cases going on with corona. A majority of you guys said that you're feeling okay. Your anxiety is a little higher than normal or what we think is normal and that you were more frightened of corona back in March than you are now. I think that is also attributed to the fact that we're used or a majority of us are used to wearing masks. We're used to social distancing, not really seeing our friends as much anymore, that kind of stuff. In regards to the self-sabotaging questions, though, we all had a few things to say. The first question I asked, which was kind of not relevant, but I wanted to see, I wanted to hear what you guys had to say anyway, was would you rather be the fuckboy or be on the receiving end of a fuckboy's wrath. Now, wrath is a very intense word. My apologies, but I could not like think of a proper word at the time, and honestly, I still can't, so we're going to roll with it. 65% of you said that you would rather be the fuckboy. I am in the middle, but I think I'm leaning more towards getting fuckboyed. That sounds so bad, but we're still going to roll with it. And that's because I've been on the receiving end of getting like screwed over by a fuckboy and it hurts like hell. You cry, you self-reflect, you have all these, all of your insecurities go to the forefront, but 
you learn so much about yourself during that time. Whereas I feel like if I was the fuck boy, I'd just be super guilty about, you know, participating in fuck boy attributes. It's not attributes. Participating in fuck boy activities. I'm with the 35% of you, basically. Next question was, do you find yourself participating in self-sabotaging activities? 77% of you said, yeah, sometimes. Honestly, I'm surprised this number isn't higher. Next question I asked is thoughts on self-sabotaging activities. 58% of you said not a fan. Well, 42 said makes life interesting. I'm not surprised that these numbers are so close because of the fact that when you don't realize, sometimes you realize that you're participating in these activities and sometimes you don't, but it also gives a little spice in your life, a little drama. I'm not saying that drama in your life is a good thing, but if you don't have problems in your life, how are you supposed to grow? Picking up what I'm putting down? Feeling that? Feeling what I'm trying to say? Next question was, do you notice that you're participating in self-sabotaging activities during the self-incrimination or after? Oh my gosh, that was a mouthful. 62% of you said after. 38% said during, which means that y'all are super fucking mindful or at least think you are and props to you for that. And the last question that I asked was, do you have any regrets? And 68% of you, 66% of you said yes. These Questions that I ask is just to make you think about yourself and how you approach different situations. But now we're going to get into the nitty gritty of what it means to self-sabotage. Welcome. Finally getting into the main topic of today. (laughs) According to UrbanDictionary.com, and yes, I used Urban Dictionary as my point of reference. Do not judge me. They define self-sabotaging as one who keeps screwing things up for themselves, usually not on purpose. I think that is a great definition. I'm not even going to comment on that because it is literally what I do all the time. An example that they gave is, God, why did I blurt that out to him? I need to self-sap. Oh my gosh. Tongue twister. Let's try this again. God, why did I blurt that out to him? I need to stop self-sabotaging my life. Wow. Those were a lot of S's all at once. Perfect example. When it comes to self-sabotaging, it's not that you're trying to make things worse for yourself by any means. It just means that you're saying things or doing things that you not, I don't want to say nine times out of 10, let's do six out of 10 times you are better off not doing or saying. Pretty simple. Now, self-sabotaging activities isn't just within a relationship or within the dating spectrum by like any means. It can be your career. Like let's say you are thinking about leaving your job because you're unhappy, but you kind of want to stick it out for a little bit because you might have benefits or something. I don't know. This is just like an out there example. But if you go ahead and tell your coworkers like, yeah, I think I'm looking around, even though you don't have the job yet, Your manager is going to come up to you and be like, so I heard you're looking for a job. Should I just fire you now? Like, what what do you want to do? It just makes your entire work atmosphere a lot more difficult. Another way to self-sabotage is, and shout out to my friend for giving me this. I'm not going to say her name, but she's literally doing this right now. Um, She's not going out and seeking help. She's not going out and seeking therapy right now. 
that is a form of self-sabotage because she she knows that she needs to do it, but she's just not ready or willing to go out and do it quite yet. I will say as a side note, therapy right now during COVID is definitely even more difficult than it was pre-COVID because most of these therapy sessions are happening via, via Zoom. And if you live, if you're someone like me who lives with your parents and the rest of your family, you're not going to want to have a therapy session in your room when they can just stand outside your door and listen. That defeats the purpose. It's, therapy sessions are meant to be a place where you can be vulnerable and just talk to a stranger. And you can't really get that from the comfort of your bed. It's not the same feeling. Another type of self-sabotage is, and I 1000% am talking about myself in this, but it is going for guys that aren't good for you. You know, I'm not talking about the bad guy. Cue uh, Billie Eilish. Kidding. Haha. <laughs> that was so <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I really just cracked myself up. But I'm going for guys that don't have some of the same morals as me that I would want 1000% in a partner. Or let's say that they love everything that I don't and we have no nothing in common. That's a red flag. Me talking to them, going on dates with them, knowing that they're not good for me is another form of self-sabotage. Now we have to talk about how do you notice you are participating in these self-incriminating activities? I could easily say, be mindful. All you have to do is be mindful, but it is so much more than that. Self-sabotaging is because of something else. What I mean by that is you need to identify the root of your problems. Let's say that you have low self-esteem. Honestly, I would say, and I've done a bit of research on this, the reason why we self-sabotage is because we have low self-esteem. I'm not saying entirely. It could just be a part, it could just be low self-esteem because of a certain spectrum or sector of your life. Like if you're having a job interview and you say, yeah, I'm really good at Microsoft Word, but I'm definitely not the best. I could use a lot of work to, to excel my skills in Microsoft Suite. What do you think your the hiring manager is going to say to that? Wow, they're not confident in their Microsoft skills. I should probably hire the person who's better with them. That's the most basic example I could give, but it's true. Why would you go ahead and belittle yourself when you are trying to pitch yourself and show someone that you are capable of getting the job done and being hired and being on their team? Low self-esteem can also show up in ways of dating. I will use my own personal example because I think it's just easier to do that, to give you guys examples. And I wouldn't be the authentic bitch that I am if I didn't tell y'all how it is. I self-sabotage when I, this is kind of embarrassing to say, but I get so freaking nervous to share the albums that I'm listening to with other people. I think this just goes back to like, when I was a kid and I was super into like boy bands and teeny boppers, which is totally fine. I am a fangirl 1,010%. But 
people were like, oh my gosh, your taste in music is shit. So now when someone's like, oh, can you give me a song or a playlist to listen to? I like, I'm like, oh no, I don't think you want to because my music tastes, you might think it's trash. What if they don't think it's trash? You're literally setting yourself up for failure. That's what it is. You are self-incriminating yourself. Now, not not to make things legal or, like, or illegal or anything like that, but it's nothing but facts. Doing that is just going to hurt you in the long run. And I could go on and on and talk about this, but I think I'm going in circles. So to kind of wrap the art of self-sabotage up, ways that you can not self-sabotage are super simple. <laughs> the first one, which I tend to not do, is think before you speak. If someone's asking you a question, make sure that you're talking about yourself in a positive light. Especially when it comes to talking about yourself, you should be your biggest fan, your number one supporter. Do not sit there and say, yeah, I'm good at this, but the word that will 1000%, I guarantee, fuck you up is adding the word but to any sentence when you're talking about yourself because you're automatically saying, oh, I'm okay, but there's probably someone better than me. And that's not what you want to do. That's ex- that's exact opposite of what you want to do. Mm, shaking my head. Like I said, you could be mindful, but that obviously takes time. You can set goals for yourself being like, I want to do this. I want to do that. I'm trying to think of a really good example for you guys where it's like, this is not related to me, I promise. This one is not, but... Some people, when they're dating, they're like, oh, I want to be cuffed by X, Y, and Z. That's totally fine. Everyone's life patterns, their decisions, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Don't say to someone that you just went on a date with, oh, yeah, so I want to have a boyfriend or I want to have a partner by three weeks from now. If you say that on the first date, mm, mm, oh, And my heart just like sped up a little bit because that is the biggest red flag. That person is going to run without a doubt. Like they are gone. That person will Sonic the Hedgehog the fuck out of this, whatever the heck you guys wanted to call it. Don't do that. It even goes down to marriage. Let's say that you want to get married by the age of, I'll give myself as an example. I want to get married by the age of, originally it was 27, but right now I'm thinking like 29. I don't know. And I go on a date with someone when I'm, I don't know, let's say I'm 26, if I haven't found the one yet. If I go on a first date and be like, yeah, so I really want to get married when I'm 27, and they ask me how old I am, and I say I'm 26, their mouths are going to drop. They're going to be like, what the fuck? And I'll be like, yeah, you know, I'm a little fun. I'm a little dangerous. I'm a little, you better have money in your savings because I want you to pop that question, daddy. That was so disgusting. I never, I call my dad daddy. So for me to just say that right now is like kind of cringe for myself. Other ways that you can hold yourself accountable for self-sabotaging is I literally gave, (laughs) I gave the answer away. Just hold yourself accountable. If you say something and then you realize, oh, that's not what I meant. Just say, that's not what I meant. Backtrack and re-say it. No one's going to, it's not a test. It's not like you can't go back and change your answer after you get the grade. Just tell the person how it is. Also, last and final things is to just gas yourself the fuck up. 
and ask yourself why you're doing it. Once you realize why you are self-sabotaging, then you can learn, you can grow from it, and then you will, without a doubt, be able to gas yourself. Self-sabotaging at the end of the day, it's fun, but don't do it all the time. I've been trying recently to not self-sabotage as often, emphasis on as often, because I think I might have done some self-sabotaging this weekend. We are going to hold that thought because I don't think I want to say it just yet. When when the situation is resolved, I will definitely let you guys know. But for now, my lips are sealed. And I think that is a great cliffhanger because that means you guys will have to tune in next week to figure out if I figured out my self-sabotaging situation and got it under control. Fingers crossed I did because the entire situation is queasy as Thank you guys so much for listening to the pod. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please feel free to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It will mean the world to me. Definitely head over to Instagram and follow the show at In Your 20s. That's 20s with a Y S. And if you want to be on the show, need advice, want to vent, anything of that matter, feel free to send an email to inyour20s at gmail.com. I'm on that email all the time because, like I said, this show is my baby and I will do everything for it. Thank you guys again. My name is Tino with an H and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.